His power is not divided. A king's power is not divided. A king has no checks and balances. The king is the presidential. He is the judiciary system. He is the parliament. He is he's the everything wrapped up into one. This is the dictionary definition of king. This comes from Webster's 1828. King, the chief or sovereign of a nation. Sovereign of a nation. A man invested with supreme authority over a nation or a tribe or a country. A monarch. Kings are absolute monarchs. Kings are absolute. They possess the powers of government without control. They are entirely sovereign over a nation. They possess the whole legislative, judicial, and executive power. Kings are hereditary sovereigns when they hold the powers of government by right of birth or inheritance. Think about that. And they are elective when raised to the throne by choice. And the Lord, the word Lord is like unto it. The Lord, a Lord, a master, a person possessing supreme power or authority, a ruler, a governor. A king has supreme authority over a nation, over its inhabitants, over its lands, over its resources. A Lord has supreme authority over a place. The one, for instance, with the highest authority in the house is the Lord of the house. The owner of the business is the Lord of the business. He makes all the decisions. He's the, he's the Lord. He's over it. A parent is the Lord of their children. They, 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 the, the, the thing to see here is absolute sovereignty. And this thought, of absolute and total authority is an almost foreign thought in the day that we live in. We live in a time unlike any other in recorded history where individuality has been unduly exalted. And as a result, when people think of supreme authority, it's often viewed as despotism or a dictatorship or or somehow not beneficial. As a result, mankind has a different view altogether of what it means to respect authority. Noble concepts that were once widely embraced, like honor and fealty and veneration. Veneration. They're rare traits in our day. Today you'll find that people are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries or disrespect those who are in position of authority. The idea of one person ruling a people is rejected today in favor of democratic and more progressive systems where the people can vote about everything. They think that this actually protects us from despotism. But what happens when the people are wicked? How is majority rule wise when the people are wicked? What kind of order would have come from Sodom if it was democratic? Huh? Now, 
Now, this isn't a lesson on politics. I don't want to digress here. I want us to understand what we are talking about when we say king. What we are talking about when we say Lord. And that we should caution ourselves, always caution ourselves from adopting a 21st century Western mindset of the word king whenever we hear the word king. We should think the way the scriptures have presented these words to us. We should realize that the times that we live in are abnormal and that the concept of sovereign rule was a basic fundamental reality for many people for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And it still is that way in some parts of the world. It still is. We are actually living in the times, though, that are beginning to mirror the times of Noah. The first mention of kingdom is in Genesis 10.10, and that was well after the flood. Interesting that the word king or kingdom was not mentioned at all before the flood in the old world. Now consider how often the terms are used today in describing those who rule. And Jesus did say, as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. That's just something to think about. But nevertheless, this concept of kingship and kingdoms has been around for over 5,000 years. From Genesis 10.10 to Genesis chapter 41, the word king or kingdom is used 40 times. This is a basic, fundamental, elementary level thought of a king and a kingdom and a rule. It's laid out in Genesis. Jesus made mention of his purpose and lordship even when he was here upon the earth. When Pilate asked him if he was a king, he said, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born. He also said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. And, and I'll just say that they would have won too. Then my servants would fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. See, those who think that Jesus is going to return in a humbled state and set up an earthly government of this world should consider this. They should consider these things that that he said. His kingdom is not of this world. He is over all things, yet he is not ruling in the interest of an earthly kingdom. That's not what Jesus is doing. He's ruling in the interest of a heavenly kingdom. That's what he's doing. He's the king of kings over a heavenly kingdom. The prophet Isaiah wrote, The government shall be upon his shoulders. Jesus is ruling not in his own interest, but he is ruling in the interest of God. Remember when people saw the miracles that Jesus performed with the bread, it says that they... They sought to make him king by force. They, 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 they came and did that. And when Jesus perceived that that's what they were going to do, that they were actually going to come and take him by force to be their king, he, he departed from them. See? Yeah. He's, his kingdom is not of this world. See? God has entrusted all things to the Son. 
God's government is on his shoulders. He's entrusted all things to the Son. Jesus is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek, who's Melchizedek? Melchizedek was the king of Salem. See, he was also a priest. His rule served God's interest. Melchizedek's rule served God's interest. And Jesus' rule serves God's interest. And we are made kings and priests unto our God as well. Your rule serves God's interest. We will, we, we're gonna, one day you're going to reign with Christ. He's made you kings and priests unto your, our God. Now your first commission, reign over that body that you've got. You've got a body that needs reigning over. Reign over that body as a king. A king and a priest. Amen. See, Jesus isn't coming to reign. He is already presently reigning. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Not will be the king of kings and Lord of lords. He is. He's currently reigning. He's sat down at the right hand of God. Not sat down in a place of inactivity. He sat down in a place of total activity. Not a, he, he sat down in a place to rule. He sat down in a place of honor. See, he's, he's highly exalted. Highly exalted. He's magnificent. Jesus also asked some. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord and not do what I say? You've heard the saying from some people. You've, you've made him your savior. Now, now make him your Lord. No man made Jesus Lord. God made him both Lord and Christ. God is the one who has highly exalted him and placed him over all things. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. No matter how much power and influence the sons of men are given, in this world, they are all under the governing authority of Christ. And they are given power and influence. No one in, in authority has it without his command. No man takes power and authority unto themselves. Although it might appear to be that way sometimes. It might appear that a government is overthrown and, 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 and a man seized power for himself. But that's not what happened at all. When Pilate told Jesus that he had authority over him, Jesus said, Thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. He is not only over kings and rulers, he appoints them. He raises up kings and he removes them. This is what Daniel wrote. He changes the times and the seasons he removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Do you understand anything about God today? It's because Jesus is the King of kings and he's the Lord of lords. And he has the power to deliver that to you. He's the power to give you things. Everything's under him. Even the world's worst despots in the world were raised up by him. I know that that's a hard pill for some people to swallow, 
But they're there for His purpose. See, God, God's working His purpose. Not our purpose. His purpose in the world. He said, don't, don't think that I've come to bring peace on earth. He said, I have come not to bring peace, but a sword. No power in heaven and earth is higher than His. He's the king over all other kings. And He's the Lord over all other lords. They serve Him in His interests. That, that's not just the kings that are of the earth. That's principalities and powers. That's the devil himself. It's under Him. Nothing or no one can stop Him or stay His hand. He does whatever He pleases and at just a word. This is the Jesus that is for you. This is the Jesus that is for us. If God is for us, who can be against us? He is for us. Now imagine if you not only had access to the president of our country, but you also had favor with him. That you had fellowship with him. What would you ask for? Now consider that we have access to the one who is ruler over all the rulers in the world. That's the one you have access to. What would you ask for? It better not be like a a new pair of shoes. What are you going to ask the ruler of the heavens and the earth for? Wisdom. Strength to stand. Grace to help you stand in the time of need. Uh, isn't, our, isn't our commission perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord? Oh, Lord, teach us how to do that. That's what I want. I want to be more like God. Grace to have victory over sin. The only barrier in between the resources of God and men is a lack of faith. That's the, that's the only barrier. Because of because a man's unbelief, that's the only thing that's going to hinder him from this. He, if, if a man lacks anything, it's not because Jesus wasn't able to give it. Yes. Think about some of the wonderful promises that we have been given. Jesus said this, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You see, that's possible because he's the King of kings. And the Lord of Lords. Paul said, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, that love of God's in Jesus Christ. You're going to have to stay there. But you see, he was persuaded of this because he was very much acquainted with the fact that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And this is the same King of kings and Lord of lords that judged the gods of Pharaoh in Moses' time. And he's proven himself. He's proving himself that he's over all. Jude wrote, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Amen. See, why? Because he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. Amen. Listen, brethren, at this very minute, 
If you could see all the things that are, are against you, it would be staggering. It would be staggering if you could see all the things that wanted to end you right now. And Satan wants to, he has plans for you. Satan has plans for you. But he's greater than them all, see? And the only reason why we're here today is because Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one and only potentate. We have access to supreme divine power. And without him, we can do nothing. No one can do anything without him. By him, all things consist. We're held together by the word of his power. But it's a comforting fact to know that the God that we serve is really overall. And the confidence that comes from you knowing that, that, that's confidence, brethren. Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the one who rules over everything, he sets up kings and takes them down. All power and earth to him is bound. The Father made him Lord in Christ and placed him at the highest height. For his son had pleased him, so it was meet to put all things beneath his feet. On his shoulder this government, no authority, no, no one can circumvent. No one has power without it given. No king without him has arisen. No person can resist his power. They do what he insists each hour. All under it, him, even the tempter. He rules with God's will at the center. If your faith failed not, and you still bear it, it's not of your own self or merit, but the Lord Jesus kept you from the foe more often than you dare to know. Oh, blessed King, oh, blessed involving to keep us pilgrims oft from falling. We can run the race, and in times of need, he gives us grace to take the lead. His rule is true and its purpose driven. And yet for now, it's mostly hidden. But not for long. He's coming soon. All knees will bow and make him room. Descending quick from up on high. A sight that will fill every eye. His name written on his vesture and thigh. King of kings and Lord of lords. Oh, what joy that thought affords. Our king will come. This is our hope. The world is on its last foot of rope. So look up, brethren. Soon it will end. And soon we'll sit and reign with him. Thank you, brethren.